You're listening to the 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Hi there, folks. Welcome to episode 83 of the 515 Podcast. Jason Priestmar here with John Wayne McMahon this fine uh, afternoon. John Wayne. Hey, man. How are you doing? Good. Got the armor of faith on. <laughs> All right. That's amazing. I love it. Oh, bad inside joke, especially when there's people listening. We're leaving it. <laughs> Everyone, uh, right in. We just watched a video of someone pop locking and doing something for Jesus. It was incredible. It was great. We're yeah. trying to get him for a sunrise service. <laughs> and hopefully it's not too short notice. Wake some people up. <laughs> it sure will. Everyone in the town center area will be like, what is going on? And they're like, oh, it must be those Kingwood United people. Uh, um, so we're speaking of Kingwood United. Yeah. Segway. Yeah, there you go. Good great job, Jason. Pat, nice. Pat, Pat. That's great. Um, Podcast 101. Thank right you. There. Thank you. Um, give us a quick update of our past week's service. Sermon. Yeah, we're three weeks into Kingwood yes. United. Uh, we did an intro, then talked about the House of Prayer. And then this week we talked about the gathering. Why do we get together every single week? Um, now, remember that first week we talked about uh, ecclesia. What does it look like for us to be the church? And so there's a purpose behind it, but also an identity. And the identities were the called people of God that are assembled together. So this really bridges into this week. Why is it important that we primarily what I talked about um, through the lens of Colossians chapter 3 is the corporate gathering of, of us, of church. And so what unites us, what is unique about uh, what happens at church. And so things, we, we were talking about different stuff like that. I was thinking about um, different ways that we think about church and attendance, ch- attending church or like picking church out. Uh, I don't know if any of our listeners have ever shopped around. Have you ever been in the church shopping oh. <laughs> uh, market? Have you? No, you, I know. When you, when you were working, did you shop around when you were up in Oklahoma? Did you shop? around did you go to different churches i so i'm so against shopping i literally went to the first one okay first one and first just one in. this is it yeah so, <laughs> so like, i didn't have to go through that whole floor we have it. a lot of people that come to kbc like yeah we've been looking for like two years you know yeah, like and they're already a little kind of like yeah. tarnished like eh, i don't know if this is gonna work yeah, out yeah and the first second um we probably say you know you should be here every week they probably run to the next one <laughs> and so but it had me thinking have you seen the the john chris videos of so the Christian comedian John Chris, where he's doing oh, church yeah. hunters uh-huh. instead of house hunters, <laughs> yes, and they're like uh, asking about the church, and the guy's like, you know, it's really great. We have like a young pastor, but he's not wearing skinny jeans. And like, well, does he have holes in his jeans? Like, no, he doesn't have holes in his jeans. And then the the couple's like, well, we're looking for a pastor that has the humor of Andy Stanley and the body of Stephen Furtick. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> oh, it's, it, it's awesome. incredible. But anyways, I it, I think sometimes we can not only shop for churches but shop within the church for what makes us comfortable what makes us feel good those kind of things and so those are some of the themes that that we looked at that were the background for for me as i was praying about church i mean about preaching and like uh what that would look like this week is um what's really important about what we do is as a church what um identifies us and so some themes that come out of colossians 3 is uh, preaching the word of God, the message of God. Paul says that 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 this is important for you as a body. That the the peace of Christ would rule in your hearts as you assemble together, and that the message of Christ would dwell within you. And so the message of Christ is central for us. 
and then it bridges into worship. So when there's proclamation of the message, the Word of God, Scripture is a high importance, then there's also got to be followed up with a response of of praise. And so worship is tightly linked with the Word of God dwelling within a community. Um, And so we talked about these different things and the way that the church is not meant to make us feel good all the time or like it's going to challenge us just mm-hmm. like the word of god challenges us and so some of those were the central themes of, of why it's important for us to gather that we would be united in peace that um, we would witness to one another uh, that we would become a church that witnesses not only to one another but also to the world of of there's something different about us god has changed us and transformed us so that was that's kind of the highlight of of what we did on sunday yeah well let's jump right into that yeah. that last point because there's there's certain things you do in texas on sundays yeah uh, you don't buy cars right <laughs> um and you get up your mom gets you up and makes you get dressed yeah and it's nicer nicer clothes than what you were wearing you right. know, the rest of the week and takes you to church right so but, well why seriously though why do we gather and we'll do what we do on sundays yeah so i mean it's a good question and as methodists or wesleyans there's um there's a great doctrine in our beliefs that uh is pretty simple but i think it's revolutionary and it's that we believe that there are means of grace there are avenues through which god's grace is delivered to us is received by us Um, is available for us. And so those means of grace are the ways that God works grace into our lives from before the time we come to know him through the day that we're glorified in Christ in the next life. And so some of these means of grace are really general. Some uh, like denying ourselves, like looking to scripture, like looking to prayer, like fasting, Mm -hmm. those kind of things are are general, sometimes individual, but uh, also within the means of grace are the sacraments that we should participate as a community in the sacraments that we should participate in corporate worship we should be in christian gatherings those are means through which we receive grace that god's grace helps and pours into us as we work out our salvation alongside what god's doing in our lives and so those are really important like we uh lean into prayer we search scripture together lord's supper is so important um the, even the even the infrastructure of Methodism, as we talk about small groups and class meetings and band groups, all of those are means of grace. And so it is so important for us to get together regularly, for us to gather, because that's where it takes place. And Sunday, I reminded us of last week. It's the house of prayer, the tent of meeting, that Mm -hmm. when we are assembled, that's where God's promises to meet us. And that's what it means to be a means of grace. So it's really important for us to, that's a a short answer for why we gather. There's a lot, I mean, mean, we joke all the time about how um, people say, oh, I don't feel like my battery is recharged or if I don't go to church on Sunday, you know, and then I like the rest of the week, I'm just, I feel like I'm flat or kind of deflated you know right but, uh, that's exactly kind of what you just told me well that's i mean that's exactly right that's where yeah. we're filled now um hopefully it's not like a um not like a like a drug dose right like let me get no, a fix right. and then hopefully that'll carry me throughout but instead it becomes a regular formational piece um that carries us through our week that helps encourages us in different ways and so that's that's important yeah yeah, yeah. I, I see a lot of posts. That, you know, Sunday, uh, my daily morning ritual, of, like big old cup of coffee and like yeah. some Bible scripture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> well, exactly right. Yeah. You're doing it right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, basic, basic people of Instagram. Yeah. Pretty much. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So let's let's um, give my mom her due here. Okay. If for making me go to church. Yeah. It, it is 
Is attendance really that important? I think I already know the answer. <laughs> yeah, yes, it, it is. is. Okay. Yeah, so I, I really do. If it, if it is a means of grace, then we should do it as often as possible. This is not just about. This is not a legalistic approach. Mm-hmm. Like, and I and I truly mean that it's not just to to make uh, our pastors feel good about numbers and, <laughs> yeah. and how many butts are in the seats. But the, if this is really a place where God is faithful to meet us in, if it's a means through which God's grace is made available for us regularly, faithfully fully independent like in, in a way that we can depend on no doubt then why not why shouldn't we be there and as i was alluding to in just a, a minute ago it's it's formational and so mm-hmm. as we're as we come to a place where we gather together where we know that god's present where we have a place of confession and a place of repentance and a place of receiving the lord's supper a place of searching the scriptures together of worshiping in praise in response to god those things form us so that throughout our, the rest of our week, throughout our life, we become uh, vessels of that very thing that takes place even even beyond a corporate gathering as well. So it's really important. And and along that, it's important to join the church. And so I don't mm, we, yeah. we don't like talk about this is much because I want to emphasize discipleship over church membership. Mm-hmm. Like I okay. think that our first commitment is to Jesus Christ. However, what we what we believe here at KUMC, um, a couple weeks ago, I think I talked, or no, it was this past week, I talked about we believe in a strong ecclesiology, which is what makes us who we are, um, like in an academic sense. If I were to write a paper about KUMC, what what do we believe in? That's our ecclesiology. It's okay. kind of like a study right. of mission and vision and theology and things like that. But on the surface, we have a strong ecclesiology, meaning that we believe it's important to be connected to a church, that God still actively it works through God's people called together in the church. And so it's important to be a part of it. A weak ecclesiology would think, well, yeah, you can be spiritual and you can just flow from here to there. And it doesn't really matter to be a part of a church. Um, because God's working through Christians uh, underneath the surface and in yeah. different ways. No, we, we're kind of the opposite. Of that. We believe that we at KUMC have been called together, um, maybe for a season, maybe for a time period mm-hmm. for some of us, but in in general, God is still working and going to work through the people called Christians at KUMC. Um, and that's really important. So when we talk about membership, we're asking you to make a covenant relationship with the people here so that we might be witnesses to the world of God's redemption by the way that we love each other. Yeah. And so when you join, and we had this happen in 940 Sunday, somebody came forward and joined, um, then we talk about what it means to, to, to serve the church with your prayers, your presence, your service, your gifts, your witness, mm-hmm. and for the church to then also do that to that family that's joining. This is so important yeah. as we witness to the world. That's cool. And, and that means uh, attending regularly it means like yeah. more than once a month it means like like that we should be regularly connected like you would never I love this example I can't remember what book this is from so it's not mine let me just make that clear okay. um, but this example of um, if if I were to invite you to a Super Bowl party the other uh, we just had the Super Bowl if I were to invite you over to a Super Bowl party and you're like you know what I will be a part of your Super Bowl party but I'm not going to be there. <laughs> wouldn't that just be weird? Like, right? Yeah, like, yeah. wouldn't that be just like a, a quirky thing to say? It would be, it, it's just a, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't compute. Yeah. It, we do that with church membership. We say, you know what? I'm going to join your church, but 
I'm not going to be there. I'm going to yeah. be a part of what you're doing, but I'm just not going to be present. Yeah, like, for sure. That's, that's point. That's problematic. That's really a problem. And so uh, church membership is really important. I'm glad you didn't bring up the fact that I picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl. And next question. What Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> it was painful. Yeah. It, um, well, it was just, it was anxious. Um that nothing happened forever. But yeah. anyways, yeah, there you go. So yeah, if you didn't come to the party because you or you just came in late, you really didn't miss anything. But yeah. bad example. Yeah. Um, so we actually had some um, some good questions coming from a listener yes. this past week. Yeah. Uh, about this whole why are we going to church? Things we do at church, you know. Yeah. So let's kind of you want to rattle some of those off and yeah, kind of, let's do it. Let's, man. Do let's it. jump in. Um, so worship songs. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is the question I'm thinking of, but like I was the guy when I went to contemporary service for the first time, when I was dragged to contemporary service yeah. for the first time, who stood there with his arms crossed, like, mm-hmm. no, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, I might read the words on the screen, but I'm not moving my mouth and, and I'm sure not going to say them out loud. But, yeah. Um, let's talk about those singing those songs. You know, is that, is that true? That adage that we even talked about the other day, the past episode here, uh, is that the same as prayer? singing songs is that the same as prayer yeah so i mean let's talk about that a little bit like so i think um i think when so i mentioned a couple of weeks ago i quoted saint augustine which like it's debated on whether saint augustine really said this but it's attributed to him yes there's a lot of quotes that happen that way um but i think there's some veracity to it i Mm -hmm. really agree with the statement when we sing we pray twice Mm -hmm. and i love that kind of understanding now some some contemporary music is uh, not faithful to okay. scripture yeah. <laughs> and maybe emotionally mm-hmm. uh, charged or manipulative. I mean, that's a that's a strong thing to say, but depending on the song, there's even some some music, some contemporary songs that are very popular that have lyrics that are actually really terrible to sing. <laughs> okay, um, like here's an example. Anytime in any song that we, well, no, I won't even. No, oh, say it. I won't say it after the show. Yeah, yeah, after the show, I'll tell you later. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, but like, like there are songs that we sing that really are a misinterpretation of scripture, or mm. say something we think it's saying, but it really communicates something else when we look at what what scripture's saying. And so we really try to um, be careful about that. But I believe in general, when we're singing, um, when we're singing, like, by the way, hymns do the same thing. There are some hymns that we okay. will never sing yeah. um, because right. they're like, were written by slave owners yeah. or like they have like a strong nationalist tone okay, yeah. and put America <laughs> in front of God. You know, like uh-huh. there's, there's different, different things that, or there's theology in some hymns that maybe we don't quite agree on, but for the general part, for the most part, that's what we're doing when we're worshiping. We're responding in praise um, or maybe in desperation or maybe mm-hmm. in, uh, help God help my unbelief even as we sing um, yes I believe we're praying that we're speaking and responding to what God's doing and, and doing in the world when we do it right and Sunday I talked about how how worship has to be tied to the word of God not just like written with Bible verses uh, lyrics written with Bible in mind yeah. but those songs we sing on Sunday should be in response to what God's speaking to us on that day yeah. um, so that we are singing together and responding to God already speaking in the world yeah I so, love yeah, that I, believe, part. I, believe, I love that part where you guys actually yeah. put thought into the songs that yes. you choose them for a reason yeah yeah they're chosen so they're chosen not, and 
and not just for a thematic value, no. though, though there is that, mm-hmm. but but really, okay, if we're proclaiming that this is important to us, if we're proclaiming that we have hope beyond all imagine and resurrection, then what songs do we need to sing as a congregation to teach that theme further, to respond to that theme, or to worship to that theme? Is that, yeah. does that make sense? Absolutely. So that's kind of what's happening there. So... So does God care that I'm standing there with my arms crossed? Yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> is, that's, is that okay? That's, or that's where I thought you were going the first time. So yes, <laughs> okay. Great question. Is it okay to stand there quietly? Is it okay to actually be grumpy and not even be, want to be in the room? Yeah. And listen, the the first part of this is going to sting a little bit. Not Uh-oh. you, but in general. Yeah, other people. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Just the <laughs> hypothetical person. You were asking for a friend, right? Yeah, for a friend. Um, listen, Jason. God. God doesn't need your worship. Okay. okay. God does not need. Yeah. As a matter of fact, God does not need you. He doesn't need you. Right. Um, and I know that kind of stings at first, but God. And here's what I mean. God is not inadequate without me. Okay. Without okay. me yeah. singing on a Sunday morning, <laughs> God is not all of a sudden inadequate. And definitely without me singing, He is not somehow deficient or emotionally distraught all of a sudden. So There's not like a report card at the end of the service that you guys get that says, well, this dude on the, yeah. the third row didn't sing, yeah. so I'm going to have to dock a couple points. But but I think this is so important. <laughs> he desires it and knows that we are our best when we're pressing into Him. Okay. So. So it's important to understand that he's not deficient because we're like we're not breaking God by not singing. Okay, <laughs> yeah. um, that's actually putting too much. Uh, that's putting too much spotlight on you. You're not that important, no, right? Yeah, like, exactly. but on the other side, he knows that it's best for us to press into him. If God is love, if God is speaking, if God desires the best for us, if God is trying to give us life and life to the full, then in us responding to that, he knows that's the best thing for us Mm -hmm. and that relationship to be restored. Um, And so let me again ask you another question for your friend. Uh, (laughs) Is it okay to not pray when you don't feel like it? Or is it okay to skip church when you don't feel like it? Or is it okay to skip scripture reading when you don't feel like it? And, And my response to those is, I mean, it's not the end of the world, but these means of grace are by which we are filled by him. So when I don't feel like it, it's still best for me in obedience yeah. to press into that. We receive his grace, we are shaped by his truth, and we are united in the community. So for, listen, this is not to prescribe any way, like um, another comedian, Christian comedian, Tim Hawkins, okay. I think that's his name, Tim Hawkins does the, the bit where he he has, he, he's more of a singing Christian comedian, uh-huh. and he has a song about like worship and the hands, the hand positions that these Christians have, <laughs> yeah. like carrying the TV with two hands like right in front of you, you know, and then like yeah. the, the, the umpire, the ref with the field goals good, yeah. uh, those kind of things, and so, or, or washing the windshield or whatever, so I'm not prescribing awesome. like a certain way but what I'm saying is in worship we are what worship is is our response to God's divine love that is both in our life and also in the community and so when people are responding in this way with their hands up or down on the ground or on their face in response it's because they're encountering and responding to the divine love uh, that God has shed abroad in their hearts and, and across the community and so I just encourage for anyone to, at the very least, be thinking and maybe even like saying the words out loud as we sing mm-hmm. them, because I think there's something formational about me speaking into into an audible sense of what we're we're all witnessing to as we respond to God's love. Yeah, how's that? That's good. So let's talk about um, studying the Bible, reading yeah. the Bible. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I know in school when we had to read like Shakespeare, yeah, which I could not understand <laughs> any of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, the little yeah. Cliff Notes, the Sparks Notes, yeah, existed. Just show us a movie, right? Like yeah. Oh, that would be, be better. <laughs> And if somehow you could get, like, get your hands on the movie before the, yeah. you know, the, the teacher showed it. Then yeah. you're like, oh, fine. I'm like ahead of yeah. everybody. Unless, unless, Jason, I don't know if you had any of these smart teachers, but I had teachers that would know the difference in the movie oh, and, yes. and sneak questions in. I think that must be to something. trap you. They learned that in school. Yeah. I'm, I'm convinced. Yeah. Um, speaking of trapping you. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, wait. Back to topic. <laughs> so, so what are, what are my, my modern day biblical equivalent to those cliff notes or what's the what's a good resource you can recommend to to my to our listeners yeah um about how they can kind of it, it maximize their bible reading yeah so um i know you didn't mean this but i i just want to like make sure it's clear i don't like i i i think too often in our christian journey we look for the cliff notes mm, so get very true. comfortable with scripture yeah. like just I know it's difficult and it's hard, but I want you to start reading that. I don't want you to look for, like, I do this when, I've been studying prayer a lot recently because mm-hmm. this is kind of what's been on our hearts across campus. Um, it's easy for me to look for a mode or method of prayer rather than just doing it yeah. and sitting in it and being uncomfortable with it a little bit and those things like that. So let me rephrase it. Yeah. What What's something that can really help me get comfortable? Yeah, so... That? So just time and practice okay. first, okay? okay? That's important. I just want you to, mm-hmm. I just want, I want the the people that are listening, that's where you go. Time and practice for prayer, for scripture, for fasting, those kind of things. It's okay to ask questions and things like that. Now, in addition to that, if you're looking for a good study Bible, I recommend this to anyone that asks me. It's called the NIV Cultural Background Study Bible. Okay. Okay. You can Amazon this and find it. But it, the reason why I like this one so much is because rather than having some one person or a small team of people writing interpretation notes on mm. Scripture to tell you what the Scriptures means, this version just gives you cultural background so that you know what's going on in the context. So when it's talking about the the Good Samaritan, the parable of the Good Samaritan, it's going to give you facts about um, why a person would cross on the other side of the road and why they would, why would the priest, the Levitical priest, why would they avoid that person and and what's going on, what kind of end might they have gone to, what's what's happening in that context that that what what would the crowd be thinking instead of just interpreting the whole text for you and telling you what you should take away from it it gives you kind of some cultural background so that then you can make a, an interpretation because I don't, I don't want anyone to just give you the answer I don't want me I don't want you to have John Wayne's explain it, explanatory notes mm-hmm. on the New Testament yeah. like that's not appropriate I want to help equip and encourage everyone to know that God reveals himself and speaks through scripture and you don't have to have a seminary degree to encounter God in the Bible um, and you don't have to have a pastor and you don't have to have some experts version of it but you can start working at that now yeah that's great I mean I'm reading through um, a devotional with going over the book of James yeah and the guy the author of those is like really good about saying James is talking about this, but you know this is what was going on at the time. Right. This is what right. the people that are he's talking to or writing right. to, right? What they were going through and what their daily right. days and like, and that's to me that's one of the things that I've loved about this this podcast this mm-hmm. whole time. It's like yeah. we get to I ask those questions like, yeah. well, what is the audience? Yeah, and we thinking get to, about? and we get to present when we're talking about stuff. We get to present an argument on both sides. We get to kind of present what's going on, the facts of mm-hmm. some of these questions, and to not always spoon feed answers because I think. 
too often we as Christians or the church gets in murky waters when we just simply say, here's all the answers. There's no questions about these. Right, you know right. what I mean? And I th- there are places where we give answers, but there's also places where God invites the the individuals to go on a journey to learn that. The other source I want to give you is the Bible Project. Uh, I've talked about it on this podcast Mm -hmm. before. They have a podcast, but a YouTube channel that I think is really helpful. They make these really cool animated videos. I've even shown one in in worship at least once. Mm -hmm. Um, They make these animated videos that are based on themes in the Bible or based on books of the Bible. So if you're reading through the book of Acts and you're like, man, how do I get my head around this giant book? Like there's a (laughs) lot happening here. Well, they they have this cool video that kind of lays out the format of it. There's a lot of other resources if you just uh, check out Bible Project. It's it's incredible. So this question, I, I think my mom might have sent these in because, because <laughs> like this is another example of what is a this bad like student is. all the things she's been wagging her finger at you forever? I think so. Like, here, I, Jason, answer these questions. You were a horrible student <laughs> in high school. And um, when your teacher would make you memorize Shakespeare and you couldn't do it. Um, so for, for like script, I know people memorize scripture. Yeah. I'm not one of those but maybe yeah. one day you know not one of the bible trivia nerds yeah oh yeah i could not go to trivia night Man, I, hate, I actually <laughs> hated when they did that sunday school we used to have like baseball trivia and you had oh to, like, yeah spout off a scripture and you can go to first base or something oh, that's gosh. what they did in sunday school and people were like oh we're playing a game and i'd be like oh crap like, i don't know anything so oh jesus yeah G- no, yeah, stay jesus. Home. yeah i'm going so so how important does god taking notes and keeping score again yeah absolutely for, for us no. <laughs> memorizing scripture memorization memorization is very important but listen scripture memorization is not an end within itself like, if it becomes a religious duty rather than a prayerful discipline or worship, then it's a problem. So the okay, people yeah. that Jesus encounters in the New Testament, they knew the Scripture. Yeah. Paul yeah. Knew, knew the Torah. I mean, he would, have been, he would have been so trained in that, and he still missed what God was revealing around him. So, pr- pr- I mean, a Scripture memorization within itself as an end of itself is not enough. That's a that's a, this kind of a climbing the ladder, mm-hmm. earn, earning your way kind of thing. Now, on the flip side, God's holy word has, when it sinks its teeth into us, then when we encounter issues, problems, struggles, difficulties, when we're speaking words of truth over someone, it is so good to have God's holy word yeah. deep in our soul because then we get to witness based on Bible rather than just based on our our only depending on our reason or on our intellect or things like that. Now we get to combine all of those things with God's word that's just sunk into our hearts. And so, yes, scripture memorization is a good thing and an important thing because it becomes it becomes like our language. It becomes how we think and how we see the world as, as we take that in. Um, and so I think that's I think that's really important um, that I wouldn't want to discount. So for those people that struggle with memorization, um, try it a little bit. It's yeah. a discipline that we can grow in a little bit. Um, but I, again, it's not like a legalism thing that I would I would beat yourself <laughs> up over. Yeah. But it's important to hear it. Sure. And listen, like this this I've heard this a lot. Yeah, I'm just I'm just not very good at at remembering uh, the verse or anything. But doesn't the Bible say somewhere blah 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 blah? Mm-hmm. And and I I don't I think that's an excuse. And I've used yeah. it. I mm-hmm. think most people use it. Uh, I think that's just an excuse. Like it, it like I'm just not good at that. It, it this is a discipline that it's good for us to learn. Will you be able to memorize the entire? There is a person uh, that I, my roommate in seminary. I had four roommates. One of them. 
um, came from like a very disciplined background and he had basically memorized four books of the New Testament in our two years of living together. Wow. Four whole books he could recite word for word. This is not what I'm saying. That's incredible, <laughs> but um, not all of us will be able to retain that in, in our day-to-day. However, it's really good to be able to, to, to take in God's Word and, and to memorize it. You know, but I, and also I bet, you know, if you did know like one or two, like you had one or two go-to passages that mm-hmm. like you knew. Yeah. Um, how many times has, has someone come up to you and like asked for something or confessed something or yeah. said, I'm really struggling with this? Yeah. And you had that like in your pocket ready to go. Yeah. And not that that's like good for you, but how powerful is it that, that you had that at that moment? Yeah. When they, someone needed that to, to hear that. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly right. And, and just think about what it does over a lifetime, like over several decades of letting God's words so soak into who you yeah. are in your heart and your mind. Now you become a Bible for someone mm-hmm. yeah. as they come forward, not as a way to use like, okay, What's the right answer for their problem? But just as a way, <laughs> yeah. it's now a new way of speaking, a new lens. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell when someone is well read, right? They mm-hmm. have a different yeah, vocabulary, absolutely. right? Like they begin to use words that are just different. <laughs> That's what we're talking about here. Not that we speak in some Christianese, but now we've become to, we become the words of God become our vocabulary mm-hmm. in a way of speaking peace and love and joy and. And I think that's really important. So scripture memorization, I think, is a good discipline that we could we could press into a little bit. But we're not going to, like, um, spend 30 minutes lecturing you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. One more question. So, okay. So how, like, during service on Sundays, yeah. how can we experience the Holy Spirit? How can we make sure we're – I don't want to say – I'm putting words into the question here. Yeah. Maximizing that time yeah. to to get the most out of that experience. But how can we really just kind of feel the Holy Spirit? Well, so, okay, so I don't think there's a formula. I don't think there's a formula for experiencing the Holy Spirit. We, the, sometimes we like, when we talk about it that way, we kind of like, um, we kind of put box for the Holy Spirit in or objectify the Holy Spirit. Okay, yeah. Instead of understanding that the Holy Spirit is going to move and and breathe and and work in our lives in, in many different ways. So, uh, like, it's hard to – even the language to get at here is hard. But but as I was, re- I was reflecting on kind of Wesleyan Methodist views on the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, I mean, we believe – we have Pentecostal roots. We believe that mm-hmm. uh, we are to be filled by the Spirit. Um there's different indicators that Wesley believed were indicate like there's different indicators that Wesley believed pointed to someone who has the indwelling of the spirit that the, the spirit of God lives in in them okay some of those indicators were this one there's an assurance of faith so there is a point in which our lives by the power of the spirit we can testify that I am a child of God and so in worship if you're overcome by the love that God has for you mm. the assurance of faith saying yes God loves me he cares for me and not only did he die uh, in Christ for the world but he did that for me as well John Wayne mm-hmm. that assurance of faith is a marker and indicator of the spirit that testifies to my my heart that that, that allows me to call out Abba Father as scripture mm-hmm. as Paul talks about and so that's one one of the ways that's the indicator 
Another indicator that we know by Scripture and our Wesleyan witness is that uh, we believe in the gifts, that we start to see gifts of the Holy Spirit. We begin to see fruit of the Holy Spirit, um, patience and self-control and, and peace that surpasses all understanding and, and faith. And uh, um, all of these things begin to, to, to change in us. And so in, even in worship, we might have an overwhelming sense of peace mm-hmm. in, in a moment where we've had a really terrible week or um, something that's really been bothering us. All of a sudden we have a place of, of wisdom and discernment and insight. We believe in these gifts. We believe that the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of the Spirit, brings boldness to us so that we might proclaim the Word of God to other people, not just as a preacher, but even as we speak truth, as we uh, speak truth and love to other people, as we proclaim the good news of Jesus to those around us. And y'all, the people next to you in the seats on Sunday morning need that. Don't yeah. think because they're in church that they don't need for each other, that we don't need to continue to speak that. I need you to speak that truth to me on the days that I'm just being insecure and I feel beat up mm-hmm. and I'm believing lies about myself. And and it's important for us to have that boldness. That's another experience of the Spirit. Another experience of the Holy Spirit in our lives is compassion, being overwhelmed for compassion for people around us and for um, the people that are unreached, for those that don't know the Lord. And so it may be someone that's walked in there. It may be for a ministry that's happening or for hopefully for the orphan. Or this past Sunday we heard about a a ministry with prisoners. And and so overcome Mm -hmm. with compassion in a way that's not just emotive, but like you just can't shake it. Um, that's That's a presence of God's spirit in you. Um, um, leading you in that place. So those are just, we could talk about 15 marks or we could <laughs> yeah. go on and on, but but I think some of those are important. I think one of the biggest ones for me is the assurance of faith. Um, I wonder how many of us, if we were truly honest, would say we believe that we're a child of God. Yeah. Like right now we believe that we're a child of God. That assurance of faith is a marker of the Holy Spirit and, and really important. That's good. Cool. All right. All so right. where are we going next week? Uh, this coming week, we're talking about the Missio Dei. What? The mission of God. Oh, okay. Um, it, the, it's a Latin phrase, but it, it, what we're going to talk about is not missions mm-hmm. per se, but how the church is not the church unless it's on mission. Okay. And so everything that we do is about mission. Cool. Look forward to that. All right. All right. Thanks so much for downloading listening. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all later. Take care. Bye.